Before I start the podcast, I just wanted to remind you lovely people that you can leave a voice message to What's Good Inside by clicking the voice message link next to where you press play on all the good platforms that you're listening to me on. And it can be a recommendation for something that's live streaming. It can be something unrelated. You get a whole minute to talk. You can be anonymous like this lady. I'm desperate, please help me, please. Little bit about me. I'm a New Yorker and I'm a Republican and you're not gonna believe this, but I'm a lesbian. I'm the lesbian New Yorker who's a Republican that you read about in the New York Post. I'm Eric Trump's friend and I don't know how many people have commented about how can a lesbian be a Republican, especially when she's a New Yorker. I'll tell you why, because I'm not just a lesbian. I'm also a proud BDSM kink participant, particularly masochist. And when Giuliani closed those sex clubs, well, where was a masochist like me supposed to go but the Republican Party? Episode 8. Oh, right. I need headphones. (laughs) I think I just heard a harp. Well, I'm going to pretend that I have headphones on. I always wear headphones uh, like as if I can't hear myself. Uh, This is Marga Gomez, and my podcast is called What's Good Inside with Marga Gomez. And that's just what I called it, and it's episode eight, and I'm just going to stick with it. Uh, it's It's a podcast I made because I really was excited about the idea of us taking our plays, us performance people, uh, comedians, uh, and yoga teachers. Actually, I don't care about yoga teachers, but I might might interview one or two uh, because I do this every week and I have gained 20 pounds, 25 pounds, which there's nothing wrong with um, a body getting larger if you know how to dress for it, if you get the clothes for it. Not if you just wear beat up sweatpants, okay? Because my other clothes that were 20 pounds ago don't fit. And I'm not going to buy new clothes because I wind up buying really hideous clothes that are on sale at uh, Macy's, which I'm still kind of amazed that I can go to Macy's. I'm sort of the Rip Van Winkle of the pandemic. I mean, I could get a haircut, but I don't know how to make appointments now. You can't just call a salon. You have to go to an app. You have to do a password and then they never recall. Well, so, uh, yeah, I'm just feral baby. I'm feral, but, um, I've got two, two interviews today with two shows that are happening this Saturday. I'm focusing in on Saturday, October 24th for what's good inside created by Latinx performers or Latinx performers or I don't know how to pronounce it and I don't think anybody does. It's like 
It's it's like the gif of my people or the gif. Oh, big news. Last weekend, I was chosen to win the best adaptation for Zoom of a solo play from the Marsh International Solo Festival. And this means a lot. I also won best show, or uh, I, I guess I mean I was in a tie for best show, but I'm the only person who won best Zoom adaptation of a solo play. And that means so much to me because uh, I love performing live. And, uh, and it turns out I love performing even in my living room. I don't want to stop. And so when the pandemic started, I bought a whole shitload of uh, equipment. I, I didn't even know what I was buying. And uh, all, all little shiny colors and uh, cameras. And, uh, I, and I, I taped up a green screen to, uh, to my living room wall. My living room looks like a storage unit for a public access station. And I started adapting my scripts so that I could perform them to the uh, audience in Zoom and that it could feel uh, real and, and not uh, janky like a like a you know a Zoom performance can be. Even though people don't want to spend any more time on Zoom than they need to, uh, I'm just going to keep doing it because in my mind I tell myself it's a full Zoom room. I have another announcement that uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave it here. Is I won a grant. It's the first grant that I have ever applied for that I've won. Now I haven't applied for too many grants in my life. Not like uh, my other cohorts who are really good at it. But I cannot stand rejection, and it sends me into a. Uh, it bums me out, I guess is what I'm saying. So then I don't even try. Uh, or if I try, I, it, it, my critical voices delay me and I wind, up, uh, I wind up not doing it at all. This was a grant that you had to tell them what you're going to do. And then they told me I won, uh, which is not, a, it's not a lot of money. It's really kind of seed money, but it means a lot to me that I actually succeeded at, at applying for a grant and, and you know i might i might just try to go out for some more but uh yeah it's a california creative initiative uh grant and uh, i'm going to create a radio play i'll say more about that when i actually write my first draft <laughs> uh, but i have money to do it and i have you know money to hire a sound editor and designer, which um, is real important for a radio play. And, uh, and that's it. Uh, I'm talking with Baruch Porras Hernandez. Uh, he is going to be performing uh, for the Portland Center Stage at the Armory on Saturday, October 24th, 7.30 p.m. West Coast time. His show is called Love in the Time of Binatas. Hi, Baruch. Hello, Marga Gomez. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I saw your show and I'm trying to think if it was in 2020 or 2019. It feels like it was 2020 when I saw mm -hmm. it. it. December it of 2019. Ah, well, that's more, you know, más o menos 2020, <laughs> right? And it was really inspiring, amazing, and un unforgettable. Um, and 
And, that is so awesome to hear that from you because you're, I mean, I, I, I remember just seeing so many of your solo shows and then taking your workshop. And then when Richard told me you were coming, I was like, oh my God, this is, it was just so special uh, to me to have you in the audience. So thank you so much for coming. Well, you know, first of all, you're a great performer and a great writer. But second of all, you and I, you know, we're, we're tight. I mean, we don't get to see each other as much as we want to, but, but, but we show up for each other. And of course, you worked with a wonderful director. Is that- Richard Moskela. Yeah, he is a little machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best. Sometimes he, uh, I drive him crazy, I'm sure, because I'm such a, you know, he'll be like, I need those edits now. And I'm like, um, first of all, don't rush me. I'm an artist. And I need to eat some, you know, I need to eat a little snack and then maybe I'll send it to you by 2 a.m. And I'm sure that pisses him off, but he's very patient and has great ideas. And um, it really just changed so much the, because I was working on it, like you said, on my own and workshopping it as much as I could. I mean, everywhere from like the marsh to storytelling shows to just any any venue that gave me 15 minutes, I would be like, all right, I'm, I would just pretend that it was my solo show. And I'd be like, all right, 15 minutes of my solo, sh- solo show, people. And uh, But to have someone not only, like, support the show, but also literally, like, he's he's like a one-man machine, produce it on almost on his own, like, find funding, get me. I mean, he had Dynamo Donuts name a donut after me. I don't know how he pulled that off. The Baruchador, yes, and it's coming back. Uh, I just thought that was, I wouldn't even even thought of that. And, the, and though it is a reading, we're trying, I mean, Richard and I are so Mexican and extra. Right. We're still having go-go boys. We're still having, we're still throwing confetti. There's piñatas, there's video. I wrote a song for it um, with some help, of course, by the incredible Jefferson Berge. Basically, he wrote it. I basically, I'm not a songwriter, but I was like, here are the lyrics I wrote. Here is the kind of tune I want and the feeling. Um, and uh, you do the work. And he was like, of course. Oh, that's how my dad did did uh, his songs, and they went to they went to top of the charts in Latin music. So be ready, be ready that's for a amazing. Grammy, be ready oh for a God. Grammy. I'm down. I am ready. I have other music ideas too. And after we performed it, uh, you know, for the rehearsal, the the crew and, and Richard were like, "Yeah, so that was stuck in my head the rest of the night." And I was like, "Good." Could you give us a little taste of love in the time of piñatas? This is a piece titled, Resting Gently on Her Unibrow. She had several self-portraits in which she painted an object on her forehead. If it was a small painting of her husband, it would be titled, Thinking of Diego. If the object was a skull, it would be titled, Thinking of Death. Oh, Frida. If only I could live as a small image on your forehead, resting gently on your unibrow, with a small painting on my forehead of a donut. It would be titled Frida Kahlo, thinking of Baruch Porras Hernandez, thinking of a donut. And at the top of the donut, where the donut's forehead would be, between the sprinkles... A small painting of Frida Kahlo. And on her forehead, another small painting of me. And on my forehead, another small painting of a donut. And so on, and so on, and so on. And forever, and forever, and forever, and forever, and forever. The end. (laughs) 
October 24th at Portland Center Stage at the Armory. You can see love in the time of piñatas. Stay tuned for the second half of my interview with Baruch Porras Hernandez. Meanwhile, you can get a ticket to see him this Saturday at PCS.org. Org. Not all the artists I interview are that transparent about how you can actually get a ticket to see their virtual performances like my next guests who have a show called Disco that is also on Saturday, but at 3 p.m. East Coast time, noon West Coast time. But where you see it? Well, there's the mystery. They have a Facebook page, uh, Mateo Hurtado Disco, a solo play, something like that. Anyways, listen to this interview. They are a lot of fun and it just makes me want to see them even more. I have with me the star and the director of Disco. The star, Mateo Hurtado, the director, Suni Reyes, sometimes a star on her own projects, but now mm -hmm. it's all about Mateo. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and this is the first time, uh, Suni, you're working with Mateo as director? Yes, as director, yes. We've done like shows together in dark basements in New York City, but <laughs> this is a great, uh, a great um, doorway into Mateo's uh, amazing, crazy world that lives inside. <laughs> what a, the, the world that lives inside Mateo's head, which is is amazing and fascinating. So I am honored <laughs> to be let into that door, you know, because it's been fun. We've been working not only, you know, trying to create theater, which you know exactly what that is. You've been doing it for uh, this whole pandemic. You've been doing your solo show, you know, online. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. trying to like... Okay, so this is how we're rehearsing now, uh, through a screen. Okay, move to the mm -hmm, left. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. So, you know, creating the script, because Mateo had these uh, amazing nuggets of ideas and excerpts and bringing that into the world of one solo show where they all live happily ever after inside this disco ball mm -hmm. or disco. Oh, we're, okay. inside a, we're inside a disco ball? I mean, I would say that in terms of the writing, like it kind of feels like that. Well, I, right, I, as a metaphor, just, like bringing them as a all metaphor, together. As a metaphor, as a metaphor. How long have have you two known each other? Uh, what was that okay. Trump show? Well, the, the the Trump show that we did together was in 2017. It was a please festival. explain what kind of Trump show it was. Yes, so yes. Know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. <laughs> was it, was it a, a pro Trump show? Because no, I could no, take no, him no. down. <laughs> if you came out for Trump, we could get rid of some of those undecideds right now. <laughs> it was an anti-Trump comedy festival and it was with comedians who had anti-Trump content. So me and Suni are both on the lineup and that's how we both saw each other's work and then we kept in touch ever since. And this is right now like full circle because when I was creating my solo show, I went to see Marga's solo show that inspired mm -hmm, me to mm -hmm, levels that I can't even explain and put into words. I was like, oh my God, yes, because... Apparently, you know, all uh, Latinas, Latinx, um, we we have to create these things, right? To like exist and see ourselves yeah. and like get all these ideas out because unfortunately there are not that many platforms or avenues or people interested in them. 
Mm-hmm. So then well, that actually, happens. you know that there are, there are, but it's not the mainstream. But the, exactly. the great thing that, that's happening is we are building our audience and exactly. it is a large audience because mm-hmm. we're kind of, you know, Latinx, people of color, queer people, disability rights people, activists. It's a lot of, you know, that's, yes, that's where the exactly. votes are coming from, baby. That's where the votes are coming from. Exactly. It's that whole thing about creating... Uh, by us creating our own thing just to try to stay alive, literally, yeah, because as artists, yeah. you like, what, do you die? I'm like flatlining yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh yeah. my God, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. need to yeah. do something. And it's like, to yeah. say, we create our own stuff that mainstream hasn't been like interested in. And it's like, well, you're, you're lost. But mm-hmm. like, I love how full, full circle this is right now, because again, that happened like years ago. And now mm. <laughs> it's like, Mateo is creating his solo show and he reached out to me today. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like, this is just, I love You're an the- elder. <laughs> I've been, I've been here at this club for a long time. And this discoteca, and this discoteca, yeah. Have you directed a one person show before, Sunny? I've directed a lot of sketch shows and, I, and I've directed my own solo show. Actually, the last one I did uh, for Solocom, which is this um, solo show festival that happened here in New York City. So you've done several solo shows. Yes, I've oh, done. Oh, I've got to see some of these. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've done three. And the last one was yes. Matt Latina Living in Color Life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a mm-hmm. um, amalgamate of all the sketch shows, uh, yep. variety shows that don't cast um, this. So I made my own. <laughs> it was a solo, sh- a solo variety show. I was the host. I was the characters. I was the weekend update, and I was the the singer uh, artist. Wow! <laughs> I want to uh, talk about this show first mm-hmm. of all. Um, the link has has not appeared on social media. Mm-hmm. The date yeah, has yeah. appeared, but uh-huh. this is very underground. This is so much like a disco, like the club. It's like, it's like getting oh, into you... the club is so exclusive. <laughs> yeah. So do, is there a, do you, do you have a place now that people can just go and reserve a ticket? No, there is a Facebook event to RCP, but there's not a link yet. You got to wait. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Right. VIPs only, baby. VIPs only. All right. It's going to be it's going to be live, right? Yes. So that's what's exciting about this performance is that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a live performance that will be streamed, but not just from the indoors. It'll be happening outdoors, which is wild. And yeah, and there's going to be cameras. So cameras. Cameras. What if what if hold on? No, no. What if it was like in Latin, like Camerai, like A-E, I don't know. Camerai. Maybe that's camera. It's going to be Camerai. Wow. Okay. That's a copyright. <laughs> a camera no, no, no. Camerai. Like como an E at the end of the word camera so that it's plural camera. Porque I think if you, I think in the language Latin, the dead language Latin, if you put an E at the end, I think that's a plural, that would be the plural. Look at you speaking always... ancient language. I don't want to destroy the mystery of this, but I'm just trying mm-hmm. to... Mm-hmm. You know, just find out a little bit more just because I'm curious. And, and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's exciting. The, mm-hmm. the more you refuse to give me information, the more <laughs> I want to see it. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be outside with camera. 
All right. So just trying to get a I'm so sorry. I was just going to say, like, Mattel, you, you, you can talk about where this, the idea came from of putting the show together during this trying time. Gracias. And, Gracias and so how, much. how yes. it all, yes. Yes. right? Like the inspiration. Yeah. yeah, I can. Yes, inspiration. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. So there were two ideas that were colliding with each other. So one of them was time itself because it's about to get cold outside and we're not going to see anything of live performance until you know late next year so i was like okay so it should be outdoors but in terms of but in terms of making the content i was thinking about my performance muse rita moreno since i was analyzing her in my master's thesis and ever since i analyzed her first live album i was like oh i want to do a live album because she's able to find all these like intricacies and mess around with music and and uh storytelling where it's simply her talking to an audience and then it's almost as if music and comedy are like the backdrop or like mm-hmm. something or like you know it's almost as if those genres are like uh you know forms that she's conducting herself it's almost as if she was the conductor of the whole thing you know as a so- a performer and I was so excited about that and I don't know like uh uh obsessed with that so then I was like well then what if I write my new show that you know collides music and comedy in ways that I already understand in my own imagination and my own coco so to speak <laughs> and uh and 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 then I was like then it needs to be a combination of my life stories but then also my absurd characters and then see what they are are you know in a party like together in a performance? The live stream is what what day? Saturday, October twenty fourth. And the Facebook page is called Disco. Can people just go on Facebook and find the Facebook page at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you search Mateo Hurtado's Disco, a solo show, it'll pop up. Okay. All right. How long? Has the rehearsal process with director and solo performer been uh, going on? How long have you been? Like Just roughly, like, like roughly, like three weeks. Like about a, a good- month. Yeah, it's so it's so crazy to again be doing this virtually because t- what's time? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> like you're just trying to make the best out of a whole day that has I don't know how many hours. Like the first week, it was mostly. Um, Let's gather all this information, you know, from the the, the ideas that you have mm-hmm. and um, the characters that you've been creating um, on your own that you're thinking of putting in the show. Mm-hmm. And Mateo sent me like a list of like 30 <laughs> ideas and characters. And I was like, okay, so what we have to do is now, then the second step was like, let's go through all of them. And then we're going to break them down, mm-hmm. you know, to see like, what they're about, why they they matter to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you want to say with this? You know, what's the message here? What do you want to say? Uh, what's the game of this character? And mm-hmm. we did that, and then we we narrowed down to twelve. Yep. And that's now, great. And that's it, perfect. That sounds yeah. just right. But mm-hmm. I love it, like how he had all again because it's a it's a disco ball. What we what Mateo has inside his brain, and there's so many amazing gems and nuggets of like it's just so rich honestly like I am it's really wonderful to work with someone that has so many ideas instead mm-hmm. of like so what else he there's no problem with Mateo coming in with like 
more yeah. ideas and like no here oh yeah we can do this like he he can he brings so much to the table that it, it makes it easier to like okay so let's break it down now and then just narrow it down and concentrate on mm -hmm. this because mm -hmm. the worst thing on the solo show is to like repeat information yeah right like, you, you have you can know? only say things once yeah 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 <laughs> move on to so the next like, okay. idea we've we've been able to when something has come up to talk it out to be like so to be like prove your point then i'll prove my point then then we'll mm -hmm. either be like okay i think that makes sense that that's right mm -hmm. and yeah. e either like e either if it's on my part or his part but to be uh, fully transparent i hate mateo so this <laughs> is this <laughs> I'm blocking you. I'm blocking you on social media on Sunday. Once this is over closes, on Sunday, you're blocked. You. Blocked. blocked. <laughs> Thank you so much, you two. And um, and now I'm sure you have to get to work because um, you're just, okay, I'm sorry. I hate to harp on this. I hate to Columbo this, but do you, oh, no. at what time do you know? Can you say that? Yes, yes, yes. 3 p.m. Eastern time. 3 p.m. Eastern time. Save the date. What's the day, Mateo? Saturday, October 24th. <laughs> 3 p.m. Sunny, I just got your, I just saw your mom skills right there. Um, all right. So 3 p.m., <laughs> which that's, that makes sense. This is going to be outdoors. You're going to have the best light. Very mm -hmm. sexy. Like you're probably going to go into maybe a little bit of magic hour. Who knows? Yes. Thank you, Mateo Hurtado. Thank you, Thank Suni you, Marga. Thank you for having us. You're amazing. You're oh. amazing. You're the best. You make me feel so. Thank you. Ciao. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you, Mateo Hurtado and Suni Reyes, the team behind Disco, a live show, live streaming this Saturday, 3 p.m. East Coast time. Disco. Find out more about it on Mateo Hurtado's Facebook page, Disco, a solo show. When last we left Baruch Boris Hernandez, he was resting on Frida Kahlo's unibrow. Let's hear what happens next. Oh, this podcast, whatever this is I'm doing, um, <laughs> um, it, it was originally made it to find out how uh, my friends in the arts are bringing their content online. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few geeky questions, okay? For the staged reading, uh, is it are are you the are you the actor or are do other people uh, jump in and play you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we are doing a combination of live me, you know, zooming in or whatever you call it. And then we're also playing videos that I have pre-recorded. And we're actually, I believe we're going to use something called Zoom webinar. So I won't be able to see the audience. It, it makes it a little bit more secure. Wow. Zoom um, webinar. Oh, so yeah, that's Zoom just webinar. this void. Yeah. I've, I've done those. <laughs> you really have to then feel the energy. Just you have to trust your energy. Trust the energy. Yeah. And what I've been telling folks is what I've been doing is I've been pretending that I finally made it in television and that I'm just like at a studio shooting a scene mm -hmm. and I have to just pretend I hear the laughter and yeah. a comedic scene, you know, back yeah. when you, 
you know, back when I was trying to get into film or whatever. Um, and that's the only way I've been able to do a lot of these Zoom shows that um, have just decided to. And also I do uh, to turn the, you know, the, to mute everybody. I've been doing a lot of poetry shows and most of my poetry is comedic. And so same deal. I have to just trust that people are going to laugh. And when I'm done, I look at the chats. And if I see people are like, LOLing, or this is amazing, or, oh my God, what a sexy chubby man. I want to sleep with him. Then I know I'm doing okay. Your team, it's you and Richard, or do you have a third person who's your moderator person who's, you know, pushing the buttons? Yeah, so I'm really lucky that the Portland Center stage have put so many people on the uh, production yeah. team. Yes, yes. And we had our first like real rehearsal yesterday and it was just, I got to meet like the 10 people that um, are working at Portland Center stage and I would have gotten to meet. We were chatting, you know, after the, after we got the nice review from the Chronicle, we were chatting about me. Uh, a rave, uh, may, excuse me, I have to put in, but uh, Love in the Time of Pinatas uh, had a rave review from the San Francisco yeah, clapping, Chronicle. man, which yep. I never thought would happen. I grew up in the Bay Area. People who don't live in the Bay Area don't understand, like, what that little clapping man means. But when you get a clapping man, like, I just never in my wildest dreams thought that would happen. I'm, I'm really, really grateful for that. But um, we Oh, were um, the, uh, by the way, the clapping man is uh, now non-binary, so... Oh, clapping Just person. The clapping I person. I think you're right. Or I, it's either that or they're trying to get rid of them. But I hope they keep them. Why not? Just, Just make person. that per It's the clapping person. Sometimes they're like wearing a, a caftan and sometimes they're in the, the suit. We don't know. Perfect. Clapping person. I think person. that's great. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we were, we were thinking about, we were talking about doing it up there and then, you know, Corona happened. So mm -hmm. it was nice to see all these people. So we're going to have a nice team of a stage manager and I think like a sound person and a video person. There's going to, there's going to be like at least four people helping me play the videos and make sure everything goes smoothly. They're also going to, I mean, I don't know how they're going to do this. They've told me that when I do the opening number, uh, which is called down with Trump, um, uh, well, it's actually called Down With the Trumps because I don't ever want to have to deal with any of them ever again in politics. Like, I don't want to have to be worrying about a Baron Trump campaign when he's older. Like, I think that needs to stop. Um, uh, so it's called Down With the Trumps, and they're going to make it so the videos of the Go-Go Boys, who are in different parts of the country, just show up next to me dancing. Oh, that's uh, great. You don't... So they're going to be able to do that. So they might be using, uh, I forget what it's called, that wirecast thing. So probably the Go-Go Boys have green screen. Do you have a, are you, that's kind of how they do it. Is that? I th Well, so far we've only asked them to record themselves in their living rooms. And so, okay. so there's not really a green screen. Mm. There's just going to be basically three different screens with me in the middle and them right. dancing next to me. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm trusting that it's going to happen. <laughs> and if it doesn't work out, well, I mean, we have enough footage of them undulating anyway. So at any point in the show, they told me that if it, if it seems like I'm losing energy, I can say like, and now it's time for us to watch the sexy man shake his butt for like two seconds. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll cut to Corey or Danny uh -huh. shaking their butts. And then it'll go back to me. It's going to be a lot of me going like, and now it's time for this. And then boom, you'll see a video, a pre-recorded video of me. They were really nice and, and rented out a, a, I mean, it's been so weird trying to do this during a pandemic. They rented a, a, a venue for us. Richard and I had to find it, but we had to find one that like, you know, venues are struggling right now. So almost every venue we reached out to were like, oh yeah, we'd love to rent it out to you. That'll be $2,000. We were like, wait, what, for like five hours? What? And so we finally found Bindlestiff. Bindlestiff was really nice. 
it gave us a huge discount because we were like, hey, look, it's just me, Richard, and this theater company. We're not a tech company. We're not a corporation. And they gave us like a very reasonable price uh, that Portland Center Stage paid for. We had to go get Corona tested. Richard and I are negative. We had to do all these Congratulations. Thank you. We had to do all these things, you know. Did that, uh, I, I haven't had it test. I don't, I just, I just stay home. I just make it real easy. You know, well, I go to, yeah. I go to the grocery store, I go home. Um, I go to big lots. That's all I do. But <laughs> um, did, was it as painful as I've heard to get the to be honest, test? It was not. I thought it was going to go. Thank you. Touch okay. my brain. Uh, I got to stay in the car. My roommate has a car. Wonder Dave drove me over there. And, Hi, Wonder uh, Dave. Yeah, he's been a real help during all this. Uh, so they just rolled the window down and stuck the Q-tip, not even all the way in. They just circled around inside each nose, and that was it. Huh. Yeah, it was two seconds, really. They were also very nice. I went to a place called One. It was in South of Market. All you did was oh, yeah. get an appointment, and it was real quick and easy. And they sent me my results literally, like, the next day. Wow. Okay, yeah. so people are just... Uh, maybe it just depends on your nose. <laughs> well, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, people were wanting to, from what I heard was that back then it was way up your nose because they were just trying to make sure to cover all their bases. Also, we didn't know that much about the virus. Like there was so much we didn't know. Or, so they were like literally poking your brain with it. Yeah. From what I oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. So I'll be, I'll be at the right time. Or maybe, Baruch, maybe... You know, anal comfort affects nasal comfort. <laughs> you can take a little bit more up the nose. I'm just immune. I can take it. <laughs> and now, a very special message from an immigrant. Hi, I'm an immigrant. And if you're like me, you left your homeland to come to this country because you were told it was safe, that the people here thought it was the best. And they kept saying they were the best. But most importantly, you know, you were like, but is it safe? And you were told, yeah, it was safe. So if you're like me, you're probably now saying to yourself, what the fuck? What? What the fuck happened? No, really. What the fuck happened? What the actual fuck happened? <laughs> I mean, if you were like me and you were brought here as a kid, you probably grew up with white people telling you these lovely things like, we're the best country in the world. We are the best leaders of the first world. Almost every teacher and or professor you had probably said bullshit like, Countries like Mexico, India, and Africa are a joke when it comes to politics, economy, and government. It's a shit show. Third world countries are the anus of the world. I actually had a professor say that to me. <laughs> and the U.S. of A. is the best. We are a machine that runs like white, smooth, a baby butter on a soft, soft southern white lady biscuit. And then there's my personal favorite. We're number one. We're number one. Yeah, guess what we're number one of? We're number one in corona deaths. More than 200,000 people have died that could have been prevented. Word. And you know what else we're number one on? Racismo. So much home-cooked <laughs> racismo. Oh. Delicioso. So if you're like me, immigrants all over the world are asking, holy fuck, what? How could you let this happen, white people? 
No, really. How could you let this happen, gringos? You told us things would be okay as long as your white men were in charge, and now everything is on fire. No one has jobs, and people are dying. So join me as I prepare to get the fuck out of here. Let's get the fuck out of here. We're crossing that border one more time. Call 1-800-WHAT-THE-FUCK. Let's get the fuck out of here so we can plan our next migration. (laughs) The end. Thank you, Baruch. Oh, thank you so much, Marga. You have a great rest of your day. You too. Gracias. Bye. Bye. You know what I uh, really like about this podcast, my eighth in my series, is uh, is not just the amazing talent and charm of my Latinx, Latinx, Latinx guests who are streaming this Saturday. Remember, this Saturday, a virtual Latinx explosion, Uh, but um, also the way they complimented me. You know, I don't I don't even get Venmo from this, although you could at Marco Gomez, but I'm not asking for a Venmo at Marco Gomez. The compliments, you know, uh, if I get it from my guests or you leave a voice message, that really works because... Oh, <laughs> oh I've run out of time to ask you for things. So my friends, thank you for tuning in. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, tell a friend, or if you don't like it, tell an enemy. And I'll see you, or I guess I'll, you'll hear me next Wednesday, uh, maybe Thursday, but whatever it is, it's going to be good inside, baby.